It's about time for us to begin. Starting just a little bit late, we still have those few out in the uh, vestibule that will be in in just a minute. Welcome to everyone, especially welcome to any visitors that we have. Uh, glad to have you, your honored guests. Reading and prayer uh, will be done by uh, Jerry, and Evan has our closing prayer, and Chris has our message. First songs, number 388, 388. So if you will, please stand if it's convenient for you, and we'll sing both verses of Let Every Heart Rejoice and Sing. Let every heart rejoice and sing. Let Songs number 425, 425. <clears throat> and we'll have our reading and prayer. We're going to sing all three verses first and then come back and sing the chorus at the end. <clears throat> Master, the tempest is breaking. Master, the tempest is raging, the billows are tossing high. The sky is o'ershadowed with blackness, no shelter or help is nigh. Careless that we perish, how canst thou lie asleep? When each moment so madly is threatening, a grave in the end. 
If you'd like to follow along, I'll be in Colossians 3, verse start with 23. Colossians 3, starting at 23. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done, and there is no partiality. Would you bow with me, please? Father, we're thankful for this beautiful day of life you've given us for your son who came and died for us. We're thankful for your love. We ask that you bless us with the rest of the good day and, and on through the evening and Give us a good week later this week, and we're thankful that we can be here at this time. I ask that you bless Chris, and we thank him for a good lesson this morning, and pray that he's ready for another one this afternoon. We ask your blessings on our sick, that you continue to be with Jennifer and Jim and Sandy and Charlie and Roger and Donna Jean and Aunt Eileen, and be with Teresa. Literal's brother and, and give him peace and comfort and help them through this difficult time. Be with our others that are sick and our shut-ins. Go with us through this service. We pray the things we do are in accordance with your will and pleasing unto you. Bless Rick as he continues to lead us in our singing. Be with us, forgive us, in thy son's name we pray. Then amen. If you're using a songbook, our song of invitation will be number 739-739. And before the lesson, we'll sing 531, if you will. Stand again, if it's convenient. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> sing the first, second, and fourth verses. Praise the Lord, ye hands of Jordan. Be seated, please.
Hope you enjoyed lunch and you're ready to do our service projects. Now, the last Sunday of the month is always special for us here at Rome because we get to do some, uh, not only an intense uh, worship service from the, from the 10 o'clock to, to this hour, but also we get the opportunity to serve together. So that's what we're want to review that for just a minute um, during this section of our, of our worship service. Um, so today we're going to have the opportunity to be uh, taking some folks, some of our, uh, our homebound members. We don't get to get out very often. We don't get to interact with a whole lot of people. We're going to uh, take them some flowers uh, picked straight from Abby's garden this year. She's got some zinnias that she likes to share with people. So uh, if you'd like to serve in that capacity, you can make the bouquet. Uh, we'll have those ready for you. And you'll be meeting in the, uh, the fellowship hall uh, where we ate just a minute ago. And so you can go there and make those uh, bouquets to send to them. And I'll have the uh, addresses and the pictures for everybody. I think we're only going to have the opportunity to visit five or six of those today. Um, and then we'll come up, follow up later throughout the week with, with, uh, with others. Um, but also you'll have the opportunity to take some bread to folks that have visited uh, with us during our worship services over the last couple of weeks or months. Uh, you'll have some opportunities to take them bread and just kind of welcome them to um, maybe the community if they're brand new, but uh, hopefully to invite them back to, to join us for what we're trying to do in our community here at Rome. When I was thinking through some of these thoughts, I, I was thinking through Colossians uh, chapter 2, verses 35. Or chapter 3, verses 23 through 24, what Jerry read for us this morning. Uh, and these thoughts resounded with me. And I think they will with you as well. But uh, one of the other opportunities you'll have today uh, to take bread to folks is if you have somebody new in your community, in your, um, in your subdivision or somewhere around you, you're, you're familiar with somebody that just moved into our, our, our area, uh, take them a loaf of bread and say, hey, we're really glad uh, you're here. If you're looking for a place to worship, we think you'll love Rome. Um, so take, take as much bread as you need. We've got some in the freezer, too. If we run out uh, back there in the back, we've got some more in the freezer. Um, so we, I think we'll have plenty of that for uh, all the things that we're going to try to do today. So if you'd like to do that, the bread, uh, taking those to uh, folks that have visited with us, or if you just want to grab some and send it to your neighbor, uh, you can get those. We'll have those back in the, uh, uh, near the couches in our foyer. But when I was thinking through this, these thoughts, what we were going to do today, uh, Colossians chapter 3, 23 and 24 started ringing through my head. And it's a philosophy I try to live my life by. Uh, I ran into um, one of my friends at, uh, from over the years. still spoke at our men's retreat this year. His name is Stephen Rogers. Um, ran into him at PTP this year. It's a great, great man, one of my mentors, a guy I look up to a ton, but he's taught me this, this philosophy that I know some of you adhere to as well, and many of you adhere to as well. It's excellence with enthusiasm. And maybe you've never heard it couched just like that, but it means that you do things well and you do them happily. Uh, we do things to the best of our ability, and we do them with enthusiasm. And we don't slack off on these things. Uh, a lot of times you'll find somebody that wants to do something, but they kind of do it half-heartedly. Uh, that's just lazy, isn't it? Uh, if we're going to do something, we need to do it to the best of our ability. We need to put some thought into it. We need to work into um, these things. And so I was thinking through Colossians 3, 23 through 24, so let's, let's look at it very quickly. He says, whatever you do, work heartily. There's the, um, the, the enthusiasm. Work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. And there's the, the excellence. 
So hardly is the attitude at which we, we go after, we do these events in. That's the attitude we do these events with. Um, but then how we do them and who we do them for is the excellence part of it. Because we're not just serving men, are we? Um, sometimes in our service, we might not serve people that we do not like, right? Or that are not like us, right? Or if it's uncomfortable for us to serve, we might not do that. Or if it's hard, like we talked about this morning, we might not serve in that capacity, right? Why is that not okay? Because we're not serving men, we're serving the Lord. And we're just using our service for each other as a channel to actually serving Him. And so we do this with excellence and with enthusiasm because how we serve each other and how we serve our community and those around us reflects on how we serve Him, right? So we don't just get to pick and choose who we serve, we are servants. You see the distinction? There's a difference there between giving service and being a servant. Those who serve get to choose how and who and when they serve, right? A servant serves. No questions asked. No, no boundaries, nothing. When we came to Christ, one of the things that we said to him at our baptism is, I am yours. The amazing thing that he says at our baptism is, I am yours. So not only are we his, but he's ours. And so we take on his persona and the things that he's concerned about, and the things that he loves and the things that he hates. We, we take on all of those things. We turn into, we conform, we transform into his mind. <coughs> so when we serve, we don't get to say, well, that's not really my wheelhouse. That's not really what I'm good at. You're a servant. You're a baptized believer in the Lord's church, and so you are your servant. This is what we do. We serve. And so however that looks for us is what we do. We, we serve. We go out and we help. Um, and we do it with excellence, with enthusiasm. Listen to what else he says in verse 24. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. Isn't that cool? He, he ties your service and how you go about it to your inheritance, to heaven, to the reward, right? So how are we serving? Are we being as faithful in our service as we would like for him to be in our reward. You ever thought about it like that? Are we being as faithful in our service as we would like for him to be faithful in giving us the reward? If I'm half-heartedly serving, if I'm serving half the time, if I'm serving half the people, do I want half the promises of God? I want all the promises of God, right? I want him to be faithful to every single one of them. And I'm told, convinced through scripture that he will be faithful to every single one of those things that he has promised us. And so I need to hold up my end of the bargain. Verse 24 ends with, with uh, Paul saying to the Colossian church, you are serving the Lord Christ. You're not serving the people. It's true, you, you are serving them, but they're not the reason you're serving Right? You're serving Christ. 
And so whether you're, you like the person, whether it's comfortable, whether there are mitigating circumstances, you serve. Well, why? Because we are servants, right? In John chapter 13, as Jesus is washing the disciples' feet, he says something very interesting to them there. If you've ever walked through this passage, you know that Judas was sitting among the twelve that day. And Jesus washed his feet too. But he says something that's just really impressive, I think, to them. Start looking in verse 6. John chapter 13, verse 6. He came to summon Peter who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. The amazing thing here is, Peter had an inkling of who Jesus is, but he didn't gird up the towel, did he? He didn't pick up the water basin and wash Jesus' feet, even though he was offended that Jesus had done it for him. He knew the hierarchy. He knew Jesus was above him, but he didn't pick up the towel. we got to pick up the towel, right? We're servants. This is who we are. At our core, we are servants. We pick up the towel. Listen to what else he says in verse, verse 9. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, or excuse me, we'll back up a verse uh, to, to verse, uh, verse 8. Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me. And so Peter finally gets it. Lord, not only my feet also, but my hands and my head. He, he, finally, he finally understands what Jesus is, is offering, what he's asking him to do here. Jump down a couple of verses. Verse 12, he says, When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I've done for you? Do you, do you understand what I've done? Because the master washed the servant's feet. Why did he do that? Because this is something that the twelve are never going to forget. They're going to remember this day for the rest of their lives. And here's, here's why. Verse 13, you call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, for so I am. Peter was right when he refused to let Jesus wash his feet because Jesus is in a position above him. He was right. Jesus clarifies that for him. You guys call me teacher and Lord, and he says, you're right. That's, that's, that's who I am. So what? Verse 14, if I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought also to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, whenever he says truly, truly, your ears need to perk up. That, that's his way of saying, hey, listen, this is important. You focused? You listening? Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. He's putting in our DNA, servanthood. It's who we are. And so we have an opportunity today to serve in a couple of different capacities. Uh, we always try to, to get a, uh, a different approach, uh, two different approaches on this day. Maybe one's evangelistic and one's uh, where we, we uh, encourage the congregation. Or maybe one's... Um, where we, we're, we're helping someone who needs a, a benevolent need or 
maybe another one's evangelism. Whatever the situation, we're trying to cover as many different bases as possible on these last Sunday service projects. And so that's what we're doing today. We're going to encourage people who need encouragement. If there's people that need encouragement, it's the folks that don't see a lot of folks. Like we talked about in the morning lesson today, a lot of these folks haven't gotten to be with us in a long time because of their health um, or because of extenuating circumstances. They want to be here, but they struggle. And so they need our encouragement. So that's an opportunity for us to do, to do that. This, these flowers are a simple gesture. And we're going to take a bulletin article to them to kind of keep them apprised of what's going on in the congregation here. Just seeing the names is helpful. And we take them to the Lord's Supper. Maybe they don't have that um, <coughs> opportunity all the time. So we're going to keep them um, in supply of that. Um, sit down and spend a couple minutes just talking with them. I know they'll love that. Um, but also, if, if you want to grab the, some bread and take it over to some, some of your neighbors or some of the folks that have visited with us, say, man, we really appreciate you visiting uh, with our congregation. We hope to see you back soon. We've got a lot of really good stuff going on at Rome. We want you to be a part of it. I, I think God's doing some big stuff here, and I think you need to be a part of it too. Capturing the vision, we're servants. This is what we do. Uh, and so it's time to pick up the towel. Today, if you haven't been baptized, that's the first step into being a servant, into taking on his mind, uh, to, to getting a hold of his vision, is to be, have, to be baptized, to have your sins washed away, to become a new creation inside of him. Maybe, maybe you've already made that decision this morning. You just need the prayers of this congregation to be who God would have you to be. If you have any need today, why don't you come as we stand and sing.
remain standing for a moment. Thanks, Chris. Uh, just some reminders here. As just heard, uh, be doing our service projects, just the completion of our services, just meeting the uh, middle auditorium if you're planning to help with that. Also, um, this evening, um, youth kindergarten through fifth grade will be meeting at the building at 5.30 and heading to Everone's and then to Austin's for ice cream. Also, with our youth group, uh, make plans on September the 10th to head to Carter Caves. And um, as you leave today, if you haven't done so already, please take a look at the, uh, the book on the foyer table uh, for our directory so we can finalize that just to make sure there's no corrections that need to be uh, made. And if you are, um, do not have your information listed and would like to do so, fill out a uh, card out there and see Connie to have your picture taken. Also, new quarter starts next Sunday, so if you're teaching, please pick up the material in the teacher's room that and uh, just a reminder on the prayer list uh, let's continue to keep all those that are going through cancer treatments Jennifer and Jim and Lisa and uh, Janie Judge and others and also Jerry Fry as he continues to get more information um, about his heart condition and Vicki Bowen as she continues to, to deal with the pain um, as always make sure you get a Rome journal to get a complete list of all those on the prayer uh, in need of our prayers as well as our shut-ins and that is all the announcements I have. If you had not had the chance to take the Lord's Supper, you can do so at this time in the conference room on the other side of this wall. And we'll have one more song and be dismissed in prayer. Our song is 738, We Will Glorify the King of Kings. We will glorify the King of Kings. We will pray dear lord thank you for this day and for all that you have blessed us with and thank you for letting us come together and learn more about your word thank you for chris and his lesson and let us take it with us this week as we go back to work and school and spring others to you lord please be with the elders and the deacons and let them make decisions according to your will for our congregation and be with those who are struggling and sick and just watch over them most importantly, thank you for your son and his death on the cross to take away our sins. Christ, I pray. Amen.